G'day mate, Forty here. So one of my favorite songs in Hebrew, in Judaism, refers to life is a narrow bridge. The important thing is not to be afraid. So I love watching these guys here walk a tightrope over the sand. It reminds me of that song. There aren't many songs that I can like join in with the the whole community and sing with, with great enthusiasm but that's one of those rare songs uh, I love it life is a narrow bridge the important thing is not to be afraid so one of the most fatuous books that I've ever read is The Secret which is all about how if you just if you just uh, believe in something if you just imagine something that you'll help it come true and, and one of the more ridiculous uh, self-help techniques that I, I've read about and heard about are affirmations. Like, th the more often you tell yourself, you know, I'm lovable, the more you'll remind yourself of all the ways that you're not lovable. Okay? The more often you tell yourself I'm a success, the more often you remind yourself of all the ways you're, you're not a success. So there are far better techniques that you can you can write about such as you know, what are ways that I can become lovable or what are ways that I can become successful or you know what can I do this week to be more loving or to be more lovable or to be more successful right we need a narrative like people tend to be happier when they have a narrative that makes sense of life gives them a sense of autonomy and goals that they can make progress towards but just these meaningless affirmations every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. Or, you know, I'm good looking and I'm smart and doggone it, people like me. Like, that doesn't really do anything. But if you can, you can add a spiritual dimension to affirmations, such as, you know, good on you, 40. You did a, you did a good live stream. Uh, to the extent that you did and that's more God's success than mine all right that, that's an affirmation I learned in a 12-step program uh, you know, where you know good job 40 to the extent that I did good and to whatever extent I did good that's that's you know more to God's credit than to mine and that's a way that you can feel good about what you're doing to the extent that you're doing good and feel a connection with God and with the transcendent. Right? So you can have affirmations that bring God into it, and bring the transcendent into it, then I think you've got something that works. And if you want to write about, you know, what are ways that I can become more lovable? You know, what, are, what are lovable things that I can do for other people? What, what's something that I can do this week that would make me feel successful? What's a thing that I can do this week that would make me feel useful, that would contribute to the lives of other people? Right. Right. Finding that meaning in your life and that sense of autonomy and that sense of making progress towards goals. Like it doesn't have to come from your work. It doesn't have to come from your profession, but it can come from your hobbies or your volunteer positions or your religion or your community or your friendships.
talks is by Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. He makes the point that the meaning of life is not, it's not a question you ask life. It's a question that life asks you. Every day, every hour, every minute. So right now, the meaning of my life this minute is that I'm making a video talking about things that are important to me. That I've been reading about and that have benefited my life. Hey Jennifer, it's great to hear from you. How are you? What are you doing these days? Like, how do you account for, for the dramatic transformation in the, in the quality of your life? So good to hear from you and Mickey G in the comments. Man, I remember you guys from, from 20 years ago. Now it sounds like you're headed in, in a positive direction. Like, sounds like you found a life that works. Thank God I found a life that works too. And it does not come from writing a, a gossip column. <laughs> it does not come from self-aggrandizement. It does not come from you know, ruthless attention-seeking. It does not come from putting my blogging or my vlogging ahead of my best interests. Yeah, spirituality, yes. We're just an ordinary older couple. <laughs> right, but you found meaning and purpose in your life and you found goals that you're making progress towards. And uh, that's great. And you found a life that works and you don't need the, the adulation of the crowd. Right? That, that hole in the soul that all that adulation meets for people. Right, we have to... You have to find a way of meeting, meeting that hole in our soul, ourselves, through the way we live. And all the things that we used to desperately want other people to give us, such as attention and love and respect. And as we get older, we can learn to give them to ourselves. So some people don't feel alive unless they're on TV, or unless they have thousands of fans, unless they're the center of attention. But uh, we can learn to give us that attention that we yearn for. Very much, very happy, peaceful, and simple life. Yeah. Like we, we've, we've had that life in the fast lane. We've had that life where we're the center of attention. We've had that life where you know, we thought that Thousands of people are looking to us, but uh, what we needed was a life where we could look to ourselves and create a life of meaning and purpose and connection with others, and most of all, connection with our true self and a sense of ease with ourselves. It doesn't come from affirmations that are empty of connection to the transcendent or just. Uh, imagining a better life that comes from rewriting our own narrative so that we can look for ways to contribute and to connect and to be at ease with ourselves and with other people and with God and with the universe. That's the type of life that works.
So good to hear from you, Jennifer. So there's this uh, whole grief counseling industry, which is actually usually negative right? after a traumatic event. Like some police departments, you know, they force you to come in and you know, do, it, do an accounting, right? To get a debrief on, on some traumatic event when you're much better off not participating in the grief industrial complex and instead writing a few weeks later on about what the event means to you, what you've learned from it, how you've grown from it, how, how it's contributed to your understanding of yourself and the universe and other people. So we can rewrite the narratives of our lives in ways that are profound and useful. Much better than getting a, a grief counseling debrief or repeating mind-numbing affirmations. But to find the meaning in our life. Life's asking me a question right now. Like, Forty, what are you contributing? Do you have something to offer from the books that you've been reading and your life experiences? Like it might possibly be a benefit to someone. Possibly some entertainment value. Right? Can you contribute something, 40, to the stream of life? Like can you create a live stream that... to... interest people, entertains people? and offers people something that's a benefit, right? That's the question that life is offering me right now. And I'm about to turn off this live stream. I'm just going to go for a beautiful walk and enjoy this beautiful day without needing to think, oh, what live stream should I do next? I don't need to do any live stream. I can just appreciate this beautiful day. That's what I mean. I want to create blog posts and live streams that complement my life, not detract from my life. So that means there are fewer topics that I may tackle. There are fewer things that I will say. There are like, fewer incendiary directions that I'll head in. There are, there are guests that I won't bring on. Right? So I give, I give up the views and the super chats and the, and the fame and the attention to instead have a life that is congruent. Yeah, I want to get back to doing the pull-ups, but I've tweaked my elbow doing pull-ups or straining to do pull-ups. So, so I'm putting the pull-ups on hold for a few days till my elbows return to feeling good. And I, maybe I'll get onto Muscle Beach and do some pull-ups fish oil bra. Is fish oil going to take care of my aching elbows? Tube the joints. So I can do push-ups no problem and I can do some light weights. But gotta put a pause on the pull-ups right now. There's no point in being in pain and exacerbating pain. Damn what these guys are doing is amazing.
So I'll use my activator, the chiropractic tool, the activator. Go to the textbook for the activator. See how I can use it to alleviate my elbow pain. My right elbow, for some reason, it flares up a lot. Not my left. Yeah, Seek's playing guitar and roller skates. i got to warn you, though, there's the occasional topless woman going by in roller skates. So I don't want you to lose your emotional sobriety when, when you know, suddenly, suddenly some breasts come your way. I want to keep this a, a wholesome, family-friendly show. I recommended Showtime, Winning Time, the, uh, the HBO series on, on the 1979-1980 Lakers. And uh, I was recommending it to a friend, but I made a mistake. Like, it's not, it's not a show that you want to recommend to, to a sex addict. So you never know which show will threaten somebody's sobriety or which show that people are just better off not seeing. So they're like network TV shows that I'm far better off not seeing. On the other hand, I could watch uh, Game of Thrones, and it didn't didn't disturb my my sexual sobriety. You never know what's going to trigger you. Not a, not a big believer in triggers, right? To me, triggers just mean you haven't done the work. Right? When you do the work, when you do the twelve step work, when you get aligned with your purpose then there's no place you can't go if you don't if you have a good reason for being there you don't have to walk through life on eggshells they're worried that you're going to run into a trigger they say that for for every guy there's a there's a type of pornography that will just absolutely reduce him to you know a masturbating madman well if you stay free of pornography, you're not going to run into the type of porn that drives you crazy. If you have a purpose in your life, then you're much more likely to put yourself in situations that are good for you.